are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDiamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, today's show, we got a jam-packed show as always. We got Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants on the pod today. We're going to be talking about the, the current state of the Giants. We're going to be talking about... Kevin Gosman, their, their off-season additions. Uh, we got a whole lot to talk about today. We preview the next series, of course, so you're going to want to stay tuned for all that. But first, this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locks On sent you. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into the pod. All right, we got Ben Caspic of Locked On Giants back on the pod once again uh, to discuss a little D-backs versus Giants in this series. D-backs playing the Giants today had an off day yesterday. They desperately needed that off day with the way they've been playing recently. But for the Giants, it's been, you know, uh, the exact opposite of what I've seen from the D-backs this season. So I just want to know, Ben, what are your overall thoughts about the Giants right now? We know they're coming off a tough series, but still, third in the NL West. I mean, uh, how have your expectations coming into the season been met or not been met so far? Well, um, they have met my expectations. What I was trying to say was I was a little higher on the Giants than most coming into the season. And so the fast start that they got off to, I can't say I predicted that they would start that fast. But it wasn't all that surprising to me. But I think around here, people didn't really expect them to do well. And so it's been a pleasant surprise. And for a long time, the Giants were up there among the very best in the game. They were tops in Major League Baseball coming into this series against the Dodgers, in which they got swept and and swept with authority. The Dodgers outscored the Giants 19 to 9 in the series. They jumped out to an 11-0 lead on Sunday, but the Giants kind of clawed back into that game. So it wasn't a good series, but that's pretty much been one of the few kind of down spots for the Giants this season who have just been a lot of fun to watch. The starting pitching is what really stands out. That is not something that I thought would be as good as it's been, but they've been among the best in the game. Like if you look at a lot of relevant starting pitching stats, the Giants are in the top three and you know, it's a tough division right now if you're the D-backs and Rockies because the top three teams starting pitching-wise are the Padres, Dodgers, and Giants in all of baseball, not just in the NL, but in all of baseball. So it's been a lot of fun, though, and I'm looking forward to this series. 
Yeah, uh, the D-backs, I mean, coming into the season, I think we both thought maybe our two teams would fight for third place. And right now, there was a point where the D-backs, you know, were firmly in that fourth spot, but at least had some upside. There were two games above 500 to start May. But the last two series, I mean, we know a thing or two about being swept because we just got swept by the Colorado Rockies, who were the last place team in the division. But now that's flip flopped with the D-backs, who uh, were two and a half games up on the Rockies entering the series. And now they're a half game behind the Rockies in the division. And that's coming off a, another sweep against the L.A. Dodgers. So D-backs swept back-to-back series once against the Dodgers, once against the Colorado Rockies. So everything's going bad for the D-backs right now. But when you watch that series against the Dodgers, did you feel like there was a delineation between your the two teams? Did you feel like the Giants are having a great season, they're still a competitive team, but th- there's a distinct difference between what the, the tier that the Dodgers are on and the tier that the Giants are on? Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that at all. And I I would have said that even before the series, Um, the fact that the Giants were leading all of baseball in winning percentage, I think you would be a fool to expect that to continue. And just the sheer talent on that Dodgers team, you're absolutely right. They're, They're on another level. They're on another level than pretty much any team in the game, except possibly the Padres with the pitching that the Padres can throw at you. And then that, that lineup is pretty darn good too. So I don't think I'm surprised at all. Just looking at the standings though. I mean, my goodness, the Padres have won nine straight. They have a plus 75 run differential. Dodgers have won seven straight uh, courtesy of our two teams. Apparently didn't realize they swept the D backs and then swept the giants. So, you know, we have a common enemy here in the Dodgers, but yeah, they threw out, uh, Bow, uh, yeah, Bauer in game one and then Bueller in game two and just those two guys dominated and it is tough to like every night they can throw those guys at you and then I'm not even mentioning Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias who took a perfect game into the sixth inning yesterday mm. and then the lineup and the lineup is banged up like there's a lot of unfamiliar faces in that Dodgers lineup right now but they're going to get healthy. Eventually Cody Bellinger's not in there. Corey Seager wasn't in there in in this series. Mookie Betts sat and was quote unquote off to a slow start, which is like an all-star level for everybody else. So yeah, they're, they are the best team in the league and they're, they are until further notice. And I won't, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up again with close to a hundred wins. Yeah. And you don't need a great lineup when you got a pitching rotation like the Dodgers. I mean, they got three number one guys who would be number ones in any other rotation with Bauer, Bueller, and Kershaw. And then Urias, I mean, he's got the stuff of a uh, number two or number three. Uh, Dustin May was a big injury. I think they're getting Gonsolin back soon, so that would be a big help for that team as well. But the you know, you, you've talked about pitching. You've talked about how good the Giants pitching has been in. Against, you know, in game one tomorrow, we're going to see the best Giants pitcher. Kevin Gosman is slated to go. And I just want to know, do you think he's entered that tier one of pitchers? He was really good last year in 2020. Uh, He's really, you know, kind of had a resurgence of his career with the San Francisco Giants. And this season, he looks like he's taken it up another level. Every start this year has gotten at least six innings, which is pretty phenomenal knowing you can have a pitcher going deep into the ball game, what that does for your bullpen. So do you think, Gosman is now on that tier one with guys like Jacob deGrom and Shane Bieber, or is he just an ace who just not quite on that level just yet? 
You'll hear Ben answer that question about what tier he thinks Kevin Gosman is on. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Wealthfront because investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash MLB. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. All you need is 5000 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings today. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about his box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to the pod. I wouldn't quite put him on that level just yet, but the fact that he's even in that conversation is just really amazing considering where he was just a couple of years ago. He was DFA'd by the Braves a couple of years ago. Anybody could have picked this guy up. The Reds did. He went into the bullpen and he was really good out of the bullpen and the Giants took notice, signed him over here and basically told him just throw like you're throwing in the bullpen kind of you know, more of a max effort. And they also told him just focus on the pitches that work for you, which were the fastball and the splitter. And those two pitches by, uh, you know, baseball savant, like expected run. I forget exactly what it's called, but anyway, they are among the best five pitches in all of baseball. Number one is Trevor Bauer's four seam fastball. And I believe number two is Kevin Gosman's four seam fastball. And his split finger pitch is like number four. So it's just a devastating two pitch mix that has him in that conversation. And yeah, just looking at the numbers, I mean, he's got a 1.66 ERA fielding independent pitching 2.48 strikeout rate is good. Like you said, he's going deep into games every single time out, which has helped a lot because the giants bullpen has been the biggest weakness of this team, but Uh, One more thing about Gosman is that I believe he's only allowed one run or less in all but one of those starts, which is phenomenal when you talk about going at least six innings. It was uh, one start against the Reds. He allowed four runs in the first, and I think that was it for the rest of the game. But other than that, it's been one run or fewer every time out for and six innings or more every time out. So the consistency has just been remarkable. And 
it's not just Gosman. I mean, they've gotten really good pitching out of Alex Wood and Anthony DiSclefani before he allowed 10 earned runs in his start in two and two thirds innings yesterday. Um, but starting pitching. Yeah. Gosman, I, I, he's, he's an incredible story. And I don't think a lot of people in, in baseball have given him enough credit. He needs more recognition and it's going to be fascinating to see the kind of contract that he gets if he keeps this up for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I had a lot of respect for Gosman entering this year. I love talking about my fantasy team on this pod. And I felt like I had a, got a huge deal with Gosman in my draft because I knew how good he was last year. And he was like my fourth pitcher that I took in my fantasy draft. And he's been probably my best pitcher, honestly. And that's a team with Shane Bieber and Walker Bueller and Gosman had just outperformed all of them. So I, I have high respect for Gosman and why he's been, uh, on what he's been able to do this season. I think it's just crazy the kind of career turnaround he's had because he was, you know, a highly regarded prospect back in his Oriole days who kind of didn't live up to the expectations too much. And now you see him at age 30 and he, he looks like an entirely new guy and he's been in the big leagues for a while now. If I had to kind of like make an NBA comp to it, I kind of consider it like Julius Randle, who we saw just have a breakout season for the Knicks. Uh, I think Gosman's kind of doing the same thing with the Giants right now, but you did mention the Giants bullpen and I just kind of know what's what's going on with that situa- uh, with, uh, situation right now because I know Jake McGee has gotten a lot of the save opportunities. I think he has double-digit saves this year, but it looks like Tyler Rogers or it might be Trevor Rogers. I think it's Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, yeah, I think Trevor's the guy on the Marlins, but yeah. uh, it looks like Tyler's coming on, you know, as of late and really starting to pick up some some of the opportunities. So is, is, there, is there a changing of guard in that closer position right now for the Giants? Yeah, they're, they're currently kind of going with with a matchup, if it, if there's a bunch of tough righties coming up, they're going to go with Tyler Rogers. Who's a right-handed pitcher, really funky arm angle. He's the guy who looks like he's bowling when he throws the ball. It's that low of an angle and Jake McGee, they're using him when there's kind of some tough lefties coming up in an inning, but it, it started out just being Jake McGee in that role. And he started out so well, he didn't allow a run or even a base runner through his first like five or six outings and had like five or six saves quickly right at the start of the season and was leading all of baseball in saves. Excuse me. But then um, what happened was he ended up getting worse and he ended up blowing some big games. There was a game against the Rockies. It was six to two in the ninth inning with one out and a guy on first, and he ended up blowing that game. So there was more than just that one time too. There were numerous kind of, blown opportunities. So he's been hot and cold. He's either been great or he's melted down, but Tyler Rogers has been just extremely consistently good all season long. Looking at his ERA right now, it's 0.70. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, he's not allowed a lot of runs obviously. And he's also thrown 25 and two thirds innings. He's already appeared in 25 games, which is quite more than half of their games. Uh, he's used a lot. They've actually laid off him a bit lately. He was on pace for like 110 appearances for a while, but you might see either of those guys in kind of high leverage situations. And Rogers has just been a lot of fun to watch. 
Yeah, and I guess the reason why maybe you don't see Rodgers more, I don't even know if it's a real reason, but his strikeouts per nine is pretty low. And usually you see a lot of closers nowadays, you know, they're just going in, gunning for 100 miles per hour and just trying to, you know, put the door on dudes and just shut them down immediately. And Rodgers, he's been effective and he's been more than effective, honestly, as you mentioned, 0.7 year, right? He's been elite this season. He's just not really a strikeout artist, which I think a lot of teams like to see from that back end bullpen guy. Uh, to close the game they just want someone to come in and just get three straight strikeouts pretty much so maybe that's why Rodgers hasn't gotten more of an opportunity but the way he's been pitching this season I I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he was the closer by the season's end but the offseason addition by the Giants in that rotation has been pretty uh, fruitful so far you mentioned Del Scafani's poor start before but I I mean entering the season I know I was bullish the last time we talked about the Giants offseason additions I wasn't too high on a Logan Webb or Wood or Del Scalfani, but so far, I mean, Wood has a one nine three ERA. Del Scalfani, you said he got smoked in that one start, but still a three five four ERA on the season. I mean, how impactful has those off season additions been to this starting rotation? You will hear Ben answer the question about how impactful the offseason additions have been to the Giants rotation. But first, I want to talk to you guys about BetOnline because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code LOCKEDON. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? They have everything. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. The reason why I love Bilt Bar is because I'm a health conscious guy. I try to go to the gym when I can and Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, they reset their promo code for this relaunch. If you use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. They've been huge. They've been absolutely huge. And it's not like they invested a ton in these guys either. They're one-year deals. Di Sclafani was like a one-year $6 million deal. Alex Wood, a one-year $3 million deal. And they've been great. I mean, I, I haven't compared them to the rest of the starting pitcher free agent market, but I would venture to say that those two guys may be number one and two in terms of results out of start, uh, free agent starting pitchers. And they also signed where uh, Aaron Sanchez in the offseason, and he's currently on the injured list. But even he has a 3.18 ERA through six starts. So, I mean, Alex Wood in particular has just been a joy to watch. I know we've seen a lot of him from his time with the Dodgers. And, 
you know, you, I've always respected him from afar. He was a pretty good, pretty darn good pitcher, but he's just been a joy to watch. He works with quick pace. He just gets the ball and throws strikes and he's been phenomenal, like a 1.93 ERA. They've all been really, really good. And the starting rotation, like I said, is just a huge reason why the Giants are where they are. And they basically built that rotation from scratch through free agent additions on short-term deals. It's very unusual. They've got like basically their entire rotation headed to free agency because they're all on short-term one-year deals. And so following the Giants in the offseason is going to be fascinating because literally Kevin Gosman, Anthony DiSclefani, Alex Wood, and Aaron Sanchez and Johnny Cueto are all headed to free agency. Mm. So as good as they've been, it's like, what is the rotation going to be next year? We have no idea. Yeah, I didn't even know that about Gosman. So assuming the Giants want to bring it back, because I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, what do you think his contract would look like then? That's a fascinating question. And I, I've thought about it, but it's hard to gauge because like you said, is he like, where do, where do you value him? I think it's becoming a big enough sample between last year and this year, like you said, I mean, same thing for me with fantasy teams. He he was a massive bargain mm-hmm. coming into the year. People were sleeping on him. He was genuinely really, really good in 2020. And there was, wasn't a lot of reason to think that would go away. And it hasn't. And he's basically been the same guy, if not even better. I know the ERA is much better, but kind of the peripheral stuff is similar, just kind of suggesting he's, maybe a low threes or even high twos true talent type pitcher. And as a starter, that's, that's elite. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he is like 30 something years old. Let me look. He's 30. uh, He's 30. He turns 31 in January. So like, I don't know, maybe a three or four year deal for 60 to 80 million. I don't know. Or more, maybe a hundred million. Like I know that sounds crazy for Kevin Gosman, but if he keeps it up, it's going to be hard to say he's not worth that, which is just kind of crazy. So that's going to be a fascinating story because there is going to be interest by the giants undoubtedly, but what is that contract going to be? I don't know. And I can't wait to find out, I guess. Yeah, so we don't know what the Giants are going to do, but what's your personal philosophy when it comes to that kind of thing? Are you more of a long-term contract guy and maybe take a little bit less annual value, or would you rather maybe go short-term and then pump up that annual value? Because, I mean, what, Trevor Bauer got over $30 million. I'm guessing Gosman's probably going to be looking for 25 to 30 as well. I mean, what would you be comfortable with? Not asking what the Giants would do, what would you be comfortable with? I'm definitely a short-term guy when it comes to pitchers in their 30s because they break down and, you know, Madison Bumgarner is a perfect example. And I'm sure we'll talk about him. I mean, he's been better, but he's a perfect example of just Mm -hmm. how things can change in in a heartbeat. And and he's been, it's been a roller coaster for him, right? He was terrible. And then he was great. And then somewhere in between, but I personally, when it comes to pitchers, let me, okay. So you're asking my personal feelings. Yeah. I would, I would say, Three or four years, maybe five. I don't want to go six for a guy who's 30 years old and a pitcher. But, uh, I mean, Bauer's getting over $40 million. Oh, is uh, it over 40? It's over. It's like 40-something. Mm. for. It's basically a two-year deal, even though it's three club options. I like kind of the, the Dodgers 
way when they way they pump up the average annual value mm-hmm. and if you can get like team options where you can kind of get out of the contract if the performance starts to suffer that's obviously ideal i don't know that i would go <laughs> near 30 million dollars unless he's willing to take like a two-year deal or something two years and 60 million but i doubt i think ultimately he'll end up like three or four years at possibly you know 25 million a year like he could get three years 75 million maybe four years 100 million i it's hard for me to say but i don't know i don't know i could talk about this all day and then the question the other question is like if they have multiple guys on these short-term deals who are the ones you try to bring back who are the guys you prioritize i definitely think gosman is there but i also think alex wood could be in that conversation Dee Sclafani could be in that conversation. Aaron Sanchez could be in that conversation. The guy I think is least likely to be back among those pitchers I named earlier is actually Johnny Cueto because Mm. to me, the performance with Cueto is not elite anymore. And so they'll probably move on from him. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Baskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And that's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight and to hear that part two of the conversation with Ben Kaspik. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!